Okay, so really quick, I'm going to come on here and talk about a, a few other things that I didn't get to. Um, When I was at the hotel, the whole entire time, like, there was like this, and it's been going on for a while, but there was like this... Excuse me. Super weird, like, perversion going on. That's the spiritual warfare. I realized something. I realized that when they don't want me to get to something, when they don't want me to keep fighting for God, and when they want me to stop at my tracks or to go the other way or to shy me away from something or to scare me off from something, they realize the only way to do that is to do things that I hate here or that I hate to be around, and it's usually perversion. Any type of sexual type of thing. It's disgusting. So I'll be like, uh, no, didn't mean to go that way. Or, uh, no, I'll find another way. So what I realized is that they do that a lot. But God had shown me that, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. You find a way because of me, a, a way around it or through it, despite what they do. It gets frustrating, though, because they'll always do something, and then if it doesn't work, they'll take it to the next level. If that doesn't work, they'll take it to the next level, and they'll go super far. So when I was at this hotel, when I'm at home, I'll hear people moaning next door, and then I'll hear them saying kind of stuff like, you know, they're masturbating. We got them masturbating to you. You know, I'm usually in my room with, like, a little bit of clothes, forgive me if that's too much information but like just to be comfortable and I don't change that because the reason why I don't change that is not and I know that they would love this narrative it's not because they're perverted or be to entice them or tempt them in any kind of way but because I'm comfortable and if I let them change my comfortability based off what they're doing then they'll feel like they're actually winning and then they'll go further like it doesn't matter if they win that if that's the case I put more clothes on they won that you know that's not a big deal but they'll keep taking it further like if we could change that if we can get her to change that based off this let's get her to change this and then eventually it'll trickle down to my faith in God they'll try to use the same tactics to try and get me to shy away from God this is really demonic warfare. So, out here masturbating, masturbating when I'm trying to worship God, um, knocking on my doors, knocking on my windows, and I'm in a bathroom. I can feel somebody watching, listening. It's almost as if they are, you know, they are provoking me. They're possessing, you know, different people. They, you know, brag about it to me, but when I try and tell other people, it's like, it's no point in telling them because they'll still think I'm lying or they'll say, you always say that to try to cover your own tracks. And it's like, but the person is so arrogant and so disgusting that they're in my ear whispering, like laughing and like, they really think it's you. It's funny. They think it's you or look what else I'm doing. And it's like, it's so frustrating. But I've learned to push through. But God has shown me that. Excuse me. God has shown me that no matter what, I, I'm still pushing through because he's more important. So it doesn't matter what you do. Even if I have to endure that, like, oh, my God. When I talk about it, I get, like, 
I get upset, I get sad, I get frustrated all over again. But even if I have to endure through that, he's more worth it. And I realize it makes you more mad. It makes them more mad. I can feel their anger. I can feel their frustration. I can feel their defeat when nothing that they do will stop me from getting to him when that's what I want. That's who I want. That's what I'm fighting for. So I've endured so much of that in order to get through to God. And I get frustrated at God. Like, why are you letting this happen to me? Why are you letting me have to fight this in order to get through to you? You know this affects me so much. But he's trying to create such a strength in me. That this no longer is a, this no longer affects me, it no longer triggers me, it no longer stops me, or even I'm not even bothered by it in the slightest, and that's what I want. I want you know for them to not for them to be doing this, but if they ever so choose to do something like this, that it doesn't even affect me, it doesn't stop me in my tracks, and they know that it's not gonna work. So I'm trusting in him, but. Oh, I get so frustrated. I get so frustrated. But regardless, I would hear masturbating. I would hear moaning. I would hear sex, like people having sex. One time I was praising God and I was just like, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you. God, I trust you. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. All of this is going on. I'm like, I trust you, God. I trust you. I know what you're doing. I trust you, God. I trust you. I put my trust in you no matter what's going on around me. And this is one of those times where it's like I could so easily, not so easily, but it's breaking me down to the point where I'll get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can't do this right now. I can't even trust you right now, God, because it's hurting. And, like, I was just pushing through. I'm like, I trust you, God. And then they was, like, in the background, like, moaning and having sex and getting aroused off of my trust in God. And they, like, somebody just straight up said it, like, they are having sex and they are aroused and they are, like, enticed by your trust in God. So every time you trust God more, they're, like, moaning and having more fun. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like. You don't have no idea. Like, I want to ball crying. I really just be, I, I just want to break down in times like this. And this is, I don't mean to slander God. I don't mean to be mad at him. I don't mean to be frustrated with him because I know he's pulling me through. It's all by his grace. All glory be to God. But, like, situations like this traumatize me, I think, because ever since that happened, I have, like, it's, like, it's right there. And it's, like, it doesn't frustrate me as it used to or would have where I'm, like, ready to fight about it. But it it's just, like, and when I mean fight, I mean fight spiritually. Like, you know, fight. You're not going to do this. This is not... You're not imposing this on my future, on my life, nothing. Like, that's what I mean by fight, not physically fight. God has already shown me that is, you know, way. I'm past that. He's grown me past that. But just, like, ready to fight about it, but I'm not even fighting about it anymore. It's like, whatever you do, what you do, you don't affect me, right? And 
Like, it's so disgusting. It's disgusting and it's sad. And I have to deal with it all day, no matter what. And then they'll they'll even provoke me, like, what are you going to do about it? You, you're not going to do anything about it. And then if I get upset, they impose it on me more. It makes me sad, but I mostly feel bad for the people that are being used for this. I understand that, you know, they don't even realize that's what they're being used for. They think, oh, I'm doing this because I want to do this. Or they think, you know, you know, they think they're doing that on their own accord. And I know that Satan is behind it. I know there are witches behind it. I know that they're controlling them. And then it'll get to a point if I ignore it enough or if I'm strong enough or if I fight hard enough in the manner I'm supposed to fight, meaning not letting, not letting it affect me. And I always refer back to police cases with detectives and investigators if it's a personal case if it has anything to do with your family or anyone you love or anyone you knew personally you're not on the case because you take it personal and that affects the case so if you are able to handle it like you would any other case and fight for it like you would any other case meaning you just want justice in this situation then you're on the case if it's personal it affects you in a different level and even if you would fight harder they don't want that because it affects you differently Maybe you'll do something because it personally affects you. Maybe you'll do something either lesser or stronger than they want you to do it. And they want you to do it how you would rather do it any other time. And that being, if you are the person that give it your all, no matter what it is, any other time. So I always refer back to this when I think about these situations. Don't take it personally. Do it like you would do it any case, anybody. And that means that you are the kind of person who will fight your hardest for anybody. So I always try my best to put myself in that mindset because if I take it personally based off my own personal traumas, fears, or anything that angers me or affects me anytime personally, then I am being unprofessional or I'm not being a I'm not being as effective as I can be so I always consider it that way and I had to be very careful not to take it personally and I didn't I was trying my best not to and when I every time I do I say to myself you're you're not you're not the one for the case then obviously God will see it that way because if you allow it to affect you personally or or any you're not being effective as you could possibly be. Like if this were any case, you're fighting your hardest because this is what you believe in and you want justice and you love God and is deeper than you, then nothing that they are doing could trigger anything in you personally or even if it does, it doesn't affect the way you work. You work the same way anyways, meaning treating everybody the same, showing no partiality. So I'm very careful with that. So when I see them being used, it affects me on a way that it would affect me with anybody. And I don't let it affect me in a way where it's like, if that were me, or I remember when that was me, or I remember when that was somebody I loved. Because I love everybody. It's about everybody, not just the people I love. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, if a heathen loves only those who love him, how what is he really doing you have to love those who don't love you you have to love those who hate you that's what jesus would do 
you are not proving anything to him. You're not moving him when you love the people who love you. Because how easy is it to show love to people who show love to you? That's easy. Even people who are heathens, even people who are criminals, even people who love nobody, love the people who love them. So I always keep that in my heart. (laughs) But I was at the hotel. And while I was at the hotel, okay, I was in the bathroom. While I was in the bathroom, using the bathroom, I'm very careful when I'm using the bathroom because I realize, like, they'll run me to the bathroom a lot of times. I'm very careful with that anyways. And then also, like, when I'm in the bathroom, they'll always try to do different weird things because I am exposed. So I'm in the bathroom on the next hotel over, literally on the other side of the wall. I hear, I thought I heard bumping and stuff, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And then that's when all I know is I start focusing on God more. Like, it's not going to affect me. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what you say. They were saying that's what they were doing, but I'm like, I'm ignoring you. It doesn't matter. You're going to say that anyways to keep me away from God. And I start focusing on God more. And the next one, I, next thing I know, they start like moaning really loud and having sex really loud next door. And I'm just thinking like, if this were anybody else, if this were, excuse the clapping, if this were anybody else, would they really be that bold with their sex? Because the thing about it is you can get kicked out of a hotel for that. The thing about it is somebody might complain. And this was a nice hotel. Somebody will call and be like, listen, they're being a disturbance. They're moaning really loud. They're being all, you know, like it's disgusting. But it's like, I didn't realize because it's me and because of spiritual warfare that I'm going through that, you know, that wasn't an option. If I called them and said something, they probably laugh in my face because there might be a part of it or they might be controlled as well or because they know what's going on. So... I realized I couldn't do anything about it. But after I heard that, I realized, like, you know, the spirit of perversion here is, you know, it's difficult. You know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So let me focus more. After I'd heard that, I realized, like, you know, I felt bad more than anything. I felt bad for the people because I realized that anywhere else, any other time, they wouldn't have been used for that. They were used to affect me. The, you know, the witches, the spiritual warfare I'm going through, they obviously did something to try to, they use their bodies. And imagine later on, after you're sober minded, not in the moment of whatever you're doing, fornication, whatever, if you're not fornicating, because I think, I thought to myself, don't immediately judge them. They could be married. But. You know, whatever, after whatever you were done doing, if you realize that somebody used your body in order to get to somebody else, you would feel so used. You would feel so disgusting. You you would be traumatized. So I felt bad for them immediately because I thought to myself, they have nothing to do with this, but they were just used to affect me because I was praising God, you know. And I felt bad for them. That's what God told me to do. God said, feel bad for them. Don't be mad at them for allowing that to use them. They don't even understand what they're going through. And so I just immediately felt bad and wanted to cry. And I praise God more for that. I praise God more for their protection and for moving forward, for them not to be able to be used as much because that made me feel sad that a woman was screaming so loud probably wouldn't have even made herself that known if she had known 
what really was going on. So I also I also remember personal experiences with that. In my past, I've dealt with porn and stuff like that. And I realized now how much I was really being used by Satan. And I feel so used, you know. I, I mean, I feel better because I know God has me. But, you know, I realized how much I was being used in that moment. And so I just feel bad for people who are being used. And it's disgusting. And every time I see it happening or notice it happening, God has given me the power to, if I fight harder, I can break through that so that they realize they're being used and they'll stop. But it doesn't always work if I'm not fighting hard enough. And I can't always fight super hard every time that happens. Because if I do fight harder or fight as hard every time that happens, they'll use you know, that every single time in order to keep me off of my goal, which is to, you know, get closer to God and help everybody, not just these personal situations. Imagine if you're fighting for a bigger goal and they're always trying to create smaller distractions everywhere you go. And everywhere you go, you're fighting the smaller distractions. They're using that to keep you from your bigger goal. The way I look at it is like, don't you know, in like the superhero movies, when you're fighting the evil villain and then he'll start, you know, making the whole crowd do all these other things. Like maybe he'll throw somebody here, throw somebody there, throw somebody off a building or make somebody do this and make somebody do that. And then you have to go and catch everybody and do all this other stuff. And meanwhile, that's distracting you, holding you off so that he can get more done. And I have to realize like. I'm more effective. I am helping them still, but I'm more effective if I stay focused on a goal. When you stay focused on a goal, because of God's power, this is not a superhero movie, though. That's why I'm careful with that. Because of God's power, everything will work itself out. Everybody will be okay, but you just have to stay focused on a goal. These are just distractions. So I try my best to do that. When I realized that, though, I realized that, you know, I'm still working on myself and a lot of times I'm being pulled backwards. So for the time being, while I was there, I had a little bit of a guard up for the people who were around me. I had a guard up because I was like, are they going to start moaning loud again? Did they realize that it affected me? If they realize it affects you, they'll do it all day. They'll do it all the time, the whole time you're there actually wound up leaving the hotel shortly after that but when I I knew when I got back they probably would still be there because it was the whole night to the next day so when I got back I kind of had my guard up a little bit I didn't take it personally because I realized that they were being used so if I you know attack them or have uh some type of hard feelings towards them then I'll be targeting the wrong person the wrong person will be affected it's just a distraction they were using them they're not just a distraction but it was just a distraction so I was trying my best to not be take it personal and have a personal vendetta against them but I realized my mom was venturing off into different things like did they know what they were doing were they in on it um are they okay with this kind of stuff and for just because I couldn't figure out whether that was true or not, I just kept it like in a certain like part of my mind where it's like, I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to jump to conclusions, but I'm also not going to immediately write them off as just victims. So moving forward on my day, my day leaving, they were using so many different things. They were using the spirit of perversion with the sex and the moaning. They were using like um, 
different things I've been dealing with. And then they were using racism. And I talked about this in a previous episode. Like They were trying to make it seem as if, you know, because I know that God is black and because I know that Jesus is black and because I know that we are the holy people and that we are the true Israelites, that I don't want any white people in heaven or I don't love white people too. I love everybody everybody i don't care what you say there's so many different times and this is why they contradict themselves they'll when it's a different group of people it depends on what area you're in if you're in an area of mostly white people or predominantly white they'll say you're racist when you're in a predominantly black area they'll say that you are on white people's side and against black people or don't really want black people to win or they'll try to use the racist card as well like you just really hate white people and if they know that the black predominantly black people in that area are not racist then people will be like we don't want that you know and I don't want that either but regardless you know I know I'm saying a mouthful but this is just I'm trying to kind of sum up everything but all I know is my last day there I had wondered if those people had left I was like are they still here were they just here for a night because I was there for three and I was like um I don't want to be affected by them I want to leave this hotel having helped them if I possibly can anyway because I hope that my prayers are working and I was praying for them you know and it was so many different things being told domestic violence all kinds of things while time I was there I kept hearing people being slammed into the wall and someone told me that you know her husband is beating on her and she just found out that it was a real demon but she knew for a fact that it was a demon the whole time she had been telling herself he is a demon when he acts like this but this was confirmation because God was here and I was like thank you Lord Jesus because you are showing your power everywhere I go and you know I fought hard against that demon the I heard people threatening to call the police but it was no need for police because obviously if it's a demon you'll just give him thrown in jail and then he'll be back out and then he'll still have that demon this is about God so don't call the police it's not worth it I'll just pray and obviously if this is exposing itself then it means that this demon can be removed you know that's what God is doing right now he's showing his power and when I realized that you know I fought hard but I realized I was being distracted and I noticed that you know the things that are attached to me is affecting my work and it hurts me because it's like it reminds me of the movie Inception while he was taking new jobs he still had his wife who was running around messing up the jobs and affecting his work and he couldn't beat that part of him and he felt bad that he was putting other people's lives in jeopardy and futures in jeopardy because of his own you know things that he was harboring and his own personal you know issues that's why i feel because i feel like i have people around me who I can't let go, who are not good for my future and my destiny. And when I go on and I move forward and I try my best to try and help other people, these people are still in the midst of things, able to sneak around, find out what I'm doing and affect that and affect people from getting their deliverance and affect people from moving forward in their lives based off of their hate hatred or their personal issues with me so I've already been praying so hard about that and I'm working on that but I hate that I have to carry that with me everywhere I go and it always hurts me because I'm like these people you know they may already have been dealing with this so it's a blessing for them to even be getting this deliverance at all but that's not an excuse when you just want to help them especially when someone else that has nothing to do with them that you know otherwise wouldn't have anything to do with this 
you know, is affecting their deliverance. They deserve that. It doesn't matter if they otherwise would have been dealing with this anyways. And it's a blessing for you to even be encountering them. That's not how I think. How I think is they have encountered you now. So they they deserve that deliverance. They're getting it now. Nothing should stop that. And then with my personal issues or people I can't let go is stopping that deliverance from happening 100%. I feel guilty. I don't feel guilty, but I'm so upset because I'm like, they don't deserve that. If otherwise I didn't have these personal issues or had handled them before time or before this, they would have gotten their deliverance 100% without all of the extra, you know, blockage or people affecting that. And then I realized like, you know, I just have to fight harder. So I fight harder and I'm always harder on myself. I'll take the blows instead because they don't deserve that. It's not their fault. Even though, like I said... It's a, you know, it might be a blessing. I'm even have shown up, but this is all intentional. And I know besides the fact that I don't feel it's intentional that the people in my life are still affecting my work. It's hurting me or God's work in me. It's hurting me. But regardless, I say all this to say on my last day there, I wondered if they were still there. Because I had heard it for at least two days while I was there. I wondered if they were still there on my third day. My third day, I said, I don't want to, Lord Jesus, I don't want to harbor any hurt pertaining to how much they have affected me while I was here. I want them to receive their full deliverance despite what I'm going through and who's stopping, who's trying to stop me, who's trying to get in the way. And Lord Jesus, please, 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 please let your will, let, let it be your will, regardless of What's going on in my life and what's around me? And then that's when I realized that, you know, I had hoped that it wasn't really what I thought it was, that they were being, you know, they were being affected because of the racist topic. I don't think that that was it at all because I had felt so much help, so much support while I was there that, you know, even if it were racism, you know, no, it wasn't racism. It just wasn't. And I did notice, you know, things that fell short, but it I didn't feel like it had a lot to do with racism. I feel like it had mostly to do with just unbelief in God. And that's just any race. So I wouldn't subject that to a race. But regardless, on my last day there, I had went into the bathroom where I had heard all of that happening and I had prayed and I had said, God, please don't let me harbor anything and please let them receive their full deliverance. Please don't let anybody still be in a domestic violence situation if that could have been, you know, completely, if they could have been completely delivered from that today. Or in the last couple of days, Lord Jesus, please let that still happen how it's supposed to. Please don't let any of my personal situations have affected what it have, what would have happened. And God reminded me that no matter what is supposed to happen, it's going to happen regardless. No matter what's going on, nobody can stop that. And they know that they're just trying to frustrate you and affect you while they can. So I praise God and I thanked him anyways in advance. And then that's when I heard someone say, you know, because I I try to make sure that they knew I'm not racist. Just because I know it's a black God doesn't mean I don't want every person, no matter what race, to make it into heaven. You know, if that be God's will. 
And then that's when I heard someone say, listen, this is what I want for you. And they said, get them. And he, this is the best motivation I'd ever, like, this is the best motivation I had felt in months. Like, this is why I love people, not just a certain race of people. I love people. You know, when they have that character, they have that character. It doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. This is why I don't ever, you know, prejudge anyone. I don't have any prejudice in my bones, in my body, in my soul, in my heart. Because people are people regardless. Sometimes you'll get the best help from white people. Sometimes you get the best help from black people. Sometimes you get the best help from Indian people. It doesn't matter. If you're worried about their race, then that means there's something wrong with you. But all I know is it was a man. I knew he was white though, but it doesn't matter. He said to me, listen, make them pay. Make them pay for trying to take advantage of you when you didn't know who you were. When you when they thought you were helpless. Make them pay. I want to see you make them pay. I want to see you win. He didn't say I want to see you make them pay. But, you know, make them pay. I'm on your side. I'm rooting for you. And this had nothing to do with race. He was a white man. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because you always, you always show your power. You always get the right ones. It doesn't matter if it was white, black. If they were left behind, it wasn't because of race. If they came with you, it wasn't because of race. Lord Jesus, you always show your power, and I love you, and I thank you. So I left the hotel the next morning. When I got home two or three days later, God has shown me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, because you. Okay, listen. Jesus is amazing. He showed me. He has shown me this man with the look on his face. Ooh, I knew it was him. I knew it was him who had said that I put that together. He had shown me. for All I know is I was laying down. I was down on myself. And I was like, this and that. And I was thinking about all these other things that was going through my head. I was still being tormented and tortured. And then I said, oh, oh, yeah. And then I went back and I did something. And I didn't know what I did. And God had shown me. Remember, you hid him. You hid him somewhere. And I went back and I got him. I had hid him in something of a place that I had saw just passing through internet. You know, sometimes I get images in my head and I wonder like, hmm. So that's how it works. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like it's a wise place. It's something you never expect. And it's just a random thought. It's not, you know, I hide people well and I hide well sometimes. But it was, it happened to be just a place where food is cooked, actually. And I had hid him in this place. And he was looking like, yeah, that's what I want. I want justice. That's what his face said. I had went back and I got him. And, you know, we kept moving forward. And that's what God had shown me. And it had motivated my whole day. Like, look, he was white. It didn't matter, though. But that had motivated my day. Like, Listen, out of all this you're going through, feeling down on yourself, feeling like you should give up, feeling like this is not worth it, feeling like you're not doing anything and feeling like they're winning. Look what you did. Look what you're still doing in the midst of everything. You remembered in the nick of time that you hid him somewhere. He still wasn't found. You went back and got him and we moved forward towards Jesus. And then it reminded me of... So it reminded me of what God was telling me last year. Like you are like somebody said you're a modern day Harriet Tubman. I wouldn't call it that. But God is showing me that I'm sneaking people out of hell. 
I am sneaking them out of hell. I'm smuggling them out of hell. He showed me this in multiple visions. And it's so powerful. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are, what race, what age, what gender. It doesn't matter. If you want to make it and you don't deserve to be there because no one deserves to be there. But there's some people who want to get out and there's people who don't. Just like slavery. Because we're slaves to sin no matter what color. I was smuggling people out. I'm always smuggling people out. And the devil always thinks he's got me. The devil always thinks that, you know, he's winning. The devil always thinks that, oh, she's about to give up after this. And meantime, I'm smuggling people out of hell. Why he think I got why he think he got me distracted? Why he think he got me pinned? Meanwhile, I'm smuggling them out of hell. I'm letting him win certain situations. I'm letting him think that I'm down. I'm letting him think that I'm losing. I'm letting him think that I've given up. And I'm smuggling people out. God said, let my people go. That's what he said last year to me. Last year, God came to me. He said to me, This is what's going on. He showed me everybody in slavery. I said, I cried. I cried hard for days, all day. I stayed in my prayer closet and I cried. I cried so hard after seeing my people. And I said, free my people. And I cried and I screamed and I cried. And I heard it in the spirit. I was like, Lord God, please help me get them out. Please free my people. Please let my people go. And it wasn't about race. It was about people. I cried so hard. I remember that. It was a great release, though, because I had pent up. It's like I already knew. It was pent up for so long. I I was ready. And that's what God said is time. And then I had just said, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. And every time I'm down, you know, I get little reminders. Not every time, but like a few times when I'm down, I've gotten little reminders. One time I was walking home feeling really down, like I'm I'm really letting go. I'm really losing and I'm really giving up and I'm not fighting as hard as I could. I could be doing better. I'm, you know, I'm depriving people of things because of the mistakes that I make. And I saw frogs. I saw frogs hopping and immediately I said, Moses. One of the plagues in Egypt was frogs all over the land. That's why I saw frogs. And then that's when it was like, you got it. You're a modern day Moses. And I said, God is using me to free them. God is using me to free them just like he freed Israel. And, you know, I I knew how big of us, you know, like I, I kept saying to myself, I'm not Moses. I can never live up to Moses's shoes. And, you know, I can never live up to his reputation of who he is. He's amazing. And even it felt like Moses said to me, listen, just be obedient. Just be obedient to God. I am nobody to be glorified. Glorify God. He can use anybody. That's what it felt like he was saying. And I was so grateful because I saw those frogs and it was clear as day. And I said, I know I just saw frogs. And then I'll see frogs. And I'm like, wow. I saw them in the spirit and I saw them in real life. And I know that God is reminding me, you're still on assignment. 
you're still working. They're not stopping anything. They can't beat God. He cannot be beat. And as long as and every time you feel like you're down, you're losing, you need to understand that's just something they want you to think to get you to give up, but you haven't given up yet. And even when you think you're giving up, you're not giving up. You are freeing our people. So it was a clear indication that God was reminding me, no matter what I'm doing or no matter how many mistakes I make, I'm still fighting for it every day is who I am. It's who he's made me to be. So when I went and got this man out, I realized I'm still on it. I'm still I'm still working. I haven't lost it. I thought I had lost it. I'm like, I'm losing it, God. I'm losing it. And God is like, no, you haven't. You still have the best hiding places. You still free people every chance you get. You still working hard. That's why they're still on you so hard. Don't ever let them think, make you think you lost anything. They cannot influence me. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. They think that they are influencing something that's good that they think that. Because meanwhile, I'm still working through you. I'm still getting my people out. I love him so much. He is amazing, but I'm I just remember the look on his Ooh, I remember the look on this guy's face. His face said, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out. And I'm ready for this. I'm ready for whatever you got coming. But he hid quietly. Like a spy. I love the look on his face. His face was motivating. When I went back and got him, I said, you been here for how long? And his face said, yep. His face said, yeah. How dare they? Like, how dare they? How I feel. How dare they take our freedom, our free will that God has granted us and birth? How dare they? That's what the look on this man's face said. I'm ready for whatever they got. He had been there for a while, not eating, hiding, and avoiding anything being quietly. With that look on your face, you think that you would be like, you know, you would mess up. He did not mess up because he was determined. It was determination, look of determination, and motivating me. I went back and I got him, and I got him to Jesus. And that's what it's about. Every time they think we're losing, we're saving another person. And even if it's just one, it's worth all the pain, all the struggle, all the strife. So I thank the Lord Jesus. I thank him because he did that on purpose. He didn't have to show me that. A lot of times he's not even showing me all the people I'm saving. You know, sometimes I wonder maybe I'm not even saving people if he's not showing me. But that's not true. The fact of the matter is he showed me that to motivate me in a way only he could do. Only he could prove you know, no matter what they're doing, doesn't matter what it looks like, what I'm going through, no matter what I have to suffer through, this all makes it worth it. It all makes it worth it. In a previous episode, I've talked about, you know, seeing the same, you know, safe point that I reach. Somebody who's helping me smuggle people out of hell. There are people who are walking freely. Throughout going to work, going to school, going, you know, to the store with their families and they're able to walk freely i looked at them how are they able to walk freely but we're sneaking around like slaves and i realized it's because they have taken the mark they have taken the mark they have accepted and bowed down to satan's rule we are fighting that and i'm smuggling people out despite how much control or power they have i looked around and i said how can't they see us and it's because of god they can't see us we're invisible to them they walked into the room and we sat right in their face and I said, how can they see us? And they was like, anybody in here? 
okay, bye. We sat right in their faces. How can't you see us? And that's God's power. He made us invisible. God is amazing. Nobody can ever beat him. It doesn't matter if you know his plan. Inch for inch. Second by second. Place by place. It doesn't matter. No matter what. If it be his will. You will not be able to beat him. No matter if you know his plan. This is why God says. I don't care. He told me so many different times. I don't care if they know my plan. I'm like gosh. Shh, shh, I don't want them to know your plan. God is like uh uh-uh, Don't shush me. I don't care if they know my plan. Because they're not going to be able to stop it anyways. They are not more powerful than me. They cannot beat me. I don't hide a thing. And I'm not afraid of anybody. I love God. But like I said, I'm on the right side. We don't feel bad for us. We feel bad for them. And we're still not judging them. Anybody can come to repentance. Anybody can be saved. But in a moment, you know, people are still whatever. All I know is I'm so grateful that God has shown me what he's shown me.